Welcome to Hypnotic History, the podcast about 20th century life in the United States. I'm Ashley. And I'm Logan. And today we're talking about Crystal Pepsi. So I've been out shoveling snow today and I'm so tired and would really like a clear, refreshing beverage. Has to be clear. Yeah, but I want to have the taste of cola. Oh. As well. But clear. If, if only. If only we had the technology. If only something like that existed. If only. <laughs> well, if you were alive in 1993, uh, you got a chance to try that drink, Crystal Pepsi. Lots of people think of Crystal Pepsi as just being a clear version of regular Pepsi, but it's actually a little bit different. Uh, it was marketed as a healthy alternative to Pepsi, and in addition to being clear, was caffeine-free and low-sodium. It also had natural flavoring and no preservatives. No preservatives. Wow. That seems like uh, a red flag to me. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no preservation of any kind. For something that is supposed to sit on store shelves, having no preservatives is, is just a big red flag to me. When, when did we go as a society from not wanting preservatives to realizing their value? I don't know. Uh, and I'm sure that there are people out there ready to tell me exactly why those are unhealthy. But as far as preserving the product, I think they're, they're a pretty big key to helping shelf life. And we'll see why that was an issue for Crystal Pepsi. But let's jump, before we get to that, let's jump back to the beginning and see how it all started. So David Novak, who was working as a marketing executive at Pepsi in the early 90s, recalls that the year Crystal Pepsi was released, which was 1992, Cola sales were falling, while sales of clear drinks like Slice and Clearly Canadian were up. Novak says of that time, Everything that was growing in sales was either clear or caffeine-free. I was sitting in my office, and it hit me. Why not make a Pepsi Cola that's both? No, I don't know why I, I kind of hit that like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> You're imagining he was sitting in his office and had like this eureka moment where he's like, I got it. We make it clear. We combine them. Combine them. <laughs> the clear soda, the cola, merge together in some sort of unholy alliance. Maybe, I don't know, that might be exactly how it happened. Novak worked with food scientist and head of Pepsi Research and Development, Surinder Kumar, to make this happen. And he emphasized to Kumar that clear bottles were a key part to marketing this because he wanted the bottle to showcase the clear drink within. That makes sense. I mean, if, if the big thing is that your drink is clear, you got to let people see it. It makes sense from a marketing perspective, but unfortunately it does not make sense from a chemical perspective. Kumar was worried that the drink would go bad in a clear bottle. Oh. Colas are brown for a good reason, he said. The brown color of traditional soda keeps the drink from turning into something that, according to Kumar, smells and tastes like shoe polish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see why you'd want to avoid that. That's the reason that drinks like 7-Up and Sprite are sold in green bottles, by the way. Oh, I know, that was a big aha moment for me, too. Kumar laments, 
But Pepsi's motto at the time was go big, and so I was told, you're a food scientist, figure it out. From a technical standpoint, I thought it was impossible. There are laws of physics and chemistry you can't change. Which I also imagine in an overdramatic way where he's like, it can't be done. Yeah, I'm thinking like Scotty from the Star Trek. It's like, <laughs> Captain, I kind of I kinda do it. <laughs> Pepsi's trying to play God <laughs> <laughs> yes. and alter the laws of physics and chemistry. And There was another obstacle to creating a new drink, and that was that Kumar was not given the recipe for original Pepsi. So he was being asked to create a new drink with the same taste, but he didn't know how that taste was made. There were people high up at Pepsi who knew the full recipe, but they refused to share it with him. I, I would love to see the internal memos <laughs> as to why it's like, hey, we want this guy to make cr- clear Pepsi and it's going to taste like Pepsi, but he can't know what Pepsi tastes like. He obviously like he can't, can't be trusted. Like how, I, I know this is the day before internet, so you can't just email, but like, come on, man, get run that by the Xerox. and Yeah, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, additionally, while Crystal Pepsi was marketed as healthy, Kumar also points out that it wasn't healthy. It contained corn syrup and had the same amount of calories as regular Pepsi. He said of this, it was misleading to consumers. My point of view was if we want to market it as pure and natural, then the ingredients need to reflect that. But despite Kumar's misgivings, Focus groups liked Crystal Pepsi enough to rush it into test markets. These included Boulder, Denver, Sacramento, Dallas, and Providence. I'm always curious how they pick these test markets. That Yeah, I wonder if maybe it's areas that, that first off, it's easy to transport it to. So maybe it's close to the factories or distribution centers. And they already have a pretty strong hold in that market. Like Pepsi's already a big deal there. Yeah. So it's more likely they'll give Clear Pepsi a try. That makes sense. Um, I was thinking more like these regions represent all of America, which doesn't actually make any sense now that I think about it. Like people in Denver like it. That means everyone will like it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think your, your thinking is so, probably more so on it. So goes Denver, <laughs> so goes America. Yes. <laughs> According to Novak, people were calling their friends and shipping them six-packs. Everybody wanted to try it. Crystal Pepsi launched nationally on January 31st, 1993 in a Super Bowl ad that was part of a $40 million ad campaign. And I made Logan watch that. Uh, yesterday evening, and what did you think of the commercial? Uh, I I flashed back to remembering it because it uses Right Now by Van Halen. Yes. Which was a Sammy Hagar era tune. And I think the song did more to captivate people than anything. It's a weird commercial. It, it Yeah, I feel like it's one of those commercials, I, I don't have a good description, but it's sort of like the commercials where it's like, you're putting too much onus on this product. Like, this product is not going... It's a soda. Calm down. Yeah, like, really. <laughs> it's, it's it's not going to change the world or bring about world peace or like suddenly you know bring stabilization. Like, it's a soda. Yeah. It, it flashes... The, essentially, the commercial just flashes pictures of a lot of different things with text over top of it saying grandiose things, using the word clear a lot. Yeah. Um, one of the pictures is an astronaut, another one's a rhino. 
Um, I believe when they show the rhino, it says only wildlife needs preservatives. Yeah. And I had to think a long time on what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Well, after thinking a while on what that means, I'm guessing what they mean is that we need to protect wildlife. Like wildlife needs to be preserved, but we don't need preservatives. I I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I'd like to have been there in the writing room because it must have been a fever dream of some sort. Yeah. (laughs) Of just what... Because, like, I'm trying to think of a way to describe it. The overlays of text is just, like, weird. Like, at first, it's like, oh, this is supposed to be inspirational. But then you break it down, you're like, what does that even mean? Like, it's it's those kinds of quotes. Yeah. Um, I wrote down another quote from the commercial... Right now, we're all thirsty for something <laughs> different. <Yeah. All laughs> I just, I can't. <laughs> like, was America really going through, a, it was like, oh, I just don't know, sodas were so tired of the same old. And, of course, Saturday Night Live had to parody this uh, with their own commercial. It is spectacular. It is for, it's a fake ad for something called Crystal Gravy. It's so incredible. If if you do watch it, I do think you should watch the Crystal Pepsi ad first, then yes. pull up the Saturday Night Live one. It'll hit so much harder. And it has a copycat song called It's Now, which it, does a great it, job. It really does sound like the Van Halen tune without being like, they avoid copyright beautifully with it. The SNL ad proclaims, you can see your meat. <laughs> And it shows Julia Sweeney dipping a drumstick into a jar of clear gravy. And I'll tell you, the actors that actually have to consume that slop, because I don't know what, what they is would, it? it. I'm thinking it must have been some, like, whatever like substance a syrup. would be clear. Yeah, some type of clear syrup. So it's probably really sugary or something. And I just can't imagine what that must have actually tasted like. I know, I know. But, but they make it look like, mm, yeah. Uh, the people at Pepsi saw this ad, by the way, and they had feelings. I bet. <laughs> Novak says we didn't like it because they were basically saying it didn't taste good, which is not what I got from the Crystal Gravy commercial at all. No, what I got was that, like, why are we doing Crystal Gravy? Just like, why are we doing Crystal Pepsi? Like, why yeah. does it need to be clear? Like, I what mean, is the crisis we're averting if a uh if there could be layers to an snl sketch uh i think that that's one layer of it is like why they made a useless product and the other layer is their commercial for it is ridiculous look how ridiculous their commercial is yeah so i don't think that they were saying it didn't taste good i don't know where they got that uh well the ad for crystal pepsi uh, during the Super Bowl, it came just nine months after Novak initially pitched the idea of Crystal Pepsi. So within nine months, they were already doing a national release. According to Kumar, it took us three years to launch Slice. It wasn't enough time to accurately test its shelf life. I the feel p- like that's similar to the Atari game mm-hmm. with E.T. E.T., yeah. Because uh, so, like, d- despite setting aside how ridiculous the idea is, the fact that they did nine months, they put out a new soda. And and honestly, I, I don't know if I, I'm wanting to think I tried it. It's not bad. It's fine. <laughs> uh, that's it's, not what you want to hear, though. It's fine. Uh, oh, I'm not a big soda drinker, so. That's true. I'm not a good judge. But, like, to do that in nine months is kind of impressive. Uh. I tried Crystal Pepsi as well. I think I mentioned this in our previous episode on diet soda um, because somehow Crystal Pepsi came up, even though it's not technically a diet soda. 
Um, my mom, when it came out, got a bottle or a can and did a blind taste test with me, my brother, and my dad. And I couldn't remember last week what the result of that was. I just remember we did it. So I asked her about it and she said that all three of us immediately knew which was the regular Pepsi and which was the crystal Pepsi. That's impressive. So I don't remember what it tasted like. Obviously I could tell the difference. Um, I must not have disliked it because it was in the machines at school and I remember getting it at school, but probably less because it tasted great and more because I was a kid and I thought, clear Pepsi. Yes, right. This is the this coolest is so thing ever. so cool. I, it's the future. <laughs> but not just kids were interested in the gimmick of clear Pepsi. The public at large was curious enough to give it a try despite its weird commercial and premise. <laughs> By March of 1993, $474 million of Crystal Pepsi had flown off the shelves, marketed wow. with the slogan, you've never seen a taste like this. I actually really like that slogan. But it is, but on the other hand, I'm like, it's clear Pepsi. Why are we, why are we doing this? Why are we <laughs> like, acting what? so grandiose? Yes, it's like, we made clear Pepsi. You didn't cure cancer. <laughs> I, I bet Neil Armstrong wasn't this big on him going to the moon. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, this was such a big deal, by the way, that Coca-Cola felt threatened. Um, of course they did. And this was something we talked about in our previous episode as well, a little bit. In retaliation, Coca-Cola released Tab Clear, oh. which was described by Chief Marketing Officer Sergio Zima as a product designed to fail and take Crystal Pepsi down <laughs> with it by confusing consumers into thinking it was a diet drink. That is some 3D chess. Right. So like, <laughs> like, we're going to release a terrible product to harm your product. Like, this is, this is incredible. I know. According to Zima, Pepsi spent an enormous amount of money on the brand, and regardless, we killed it. Both of them were dead within six months. Can you imagine celebrating that in the office? I know. Like, yeah, we did it. Who knew soda was so cutthroat? Hatfields and McCoys over here. But while Pepsi takes credit for taking, or sorry, while Coca-Cola takes credit for taking Crystal Pepsi down, Novak believes it was taste rather than competition that killed Crystal Pepsi, explaining, because we rushed it, we were having product quality problems. It had more of an aftertaste than it should have had. Novak said the bottlers of Crystal Pepsi tipped him off that things weren't going well either, telling him, you have a really good idea, but the problem is that it doesn't have enough Pepsi Cola flavor. Everybody will try this. The problem is nobody is going to retry it. Looking back, Novak admits, they had a unique perspective that I've basically ignored, and they were right. And I think that that really hits the nail on the head. It was unique uh, and gimmicky enough that everybody wanted to try it, but would they keep drinking it? It actually has to be good for people to keep drinking it, yeah. and I guess it wasn't. Novelty is not enough to drive sales over the long run. You've you've got to have a product that people want. And look, uh, I think we've all been been the victim of like getting suckered into like, hey, what's this ridiculous thing? Yeah, I'll try oh, yeah. it once, and then you never get it again. Exactly. Uh, because probably because it wasn't that great, but you try it. Exactly. Well, there was another problem. Uh, that didn't have to do with its intended taste, and that was their original concern that it would spoil in sunlight. 
Kumar says, cases of Crystal Pepsi were being displayed sitting out in the direct sunlight at gas stations. That was the kiss of death. And he was right. Some consumers began complaining about Crystal Pepsi's funny taste. Less than a year after the Super Bowl commercial, Crystal Pepsi was already deemed a failure, discontinued in late 1993, with the final shipments going out to stores early in 1994. So it did not last very long. In addition to its multitude of other problems, Kumar believes a big part of the failure was pushing a healthy angle in Crystal Pepsi's branding. I learned that you can't trick the consumer, he says, at least not for long. Honestly, of course, I was a kid at the time, so I wasn't thinking about healthy stuff and I didn't care. But I feel it was more just that it tasted bad. And if it had been sitting out in the sunlight, it tasted worse. Yeah, that's uh, I. I doubt that soda people knew that having the darker colors was like good from that perspective. I'm sure they discovered that mm-hmm. after a while, but I doubt they went in knowing that. Uh, and I, I do like the idea that the guy was like, "Hey, you, you, for these reasons, it can't be clear." And they're like, "No, no, we'll make it happen." I'm surprised that they didn't like come up with something or at least tell the uh, shops or whoever to not put it in direct sunlight. Yes. I would think that might be involved to do that. I'm trying to think of how they could bottle it in a way that is eye-catching. Blue. So sort of like the Sprite is green. Make the same uh, opaqueness but a blue color. I was thinking making it mirrored would look Mm, cool, but I don't know how you would do that. that would be tricky. You just created another problem. Sorry. <laughs> that's why I don't We're, work we for Pepsi. We flew too close to the sun yeah. trying to get clear <laughs> soda. Well, that's pretty much the whole story of Crystal Pepsi. It didn't last very long, um, and that's it from beginning to end. But I do have some extra little tidbits, as I usually do. Uh, so I'm going to share some statements with you, and I want you to tell me whether you think they're true or false. Oh, okay. And since Wendy isn't here today, you're just going to be it's all just, on your own. Yep. All right. Yeah, but there's no competition. That's good. So that's nice. You're only competing against yourself. Time Magazine has printed that Crystal Pepsi is both one of the best and one of the worst products. I'm going to say yes, that that tracks. It is true. Time Magazine named Crystal Pepsi one of the 10 best new products of the year when it was released. Nailed it. (laughs) But in 2014, Time Magazine would say Crystal Pepsi was one of the 10 worst product fails of all time. I really wish more magazines would go back and be like, hey, we got this wrong. We were wrong. Like, <laughs> that, that would be, I think that'd be a great thing to do. How about this statement? The Simpsons devoted an, an entire episode of the series to Crystal Pepsi. I'm thinking it was referenced, but I don't think it was an entire episode. Uh, this is, you're right. It is a false statement. I don't know if Crystal Pepsi ever showed up in The Simpsons. Because I could see something like, Marge is like, this is like that time you decide to stockpile Crystal Pepsi. And Homer's like, oh, but Marge, it'll eventually come back into style. (laughs) Well, there is one where he had, um, oh, was it Jimmy Carter's brother made beer? Yes, Billy Beer. Billy Beer. Billy Beer. And that was kind of, he had old cans of Billy Beer. (laughs) And they were like, we elected the wrong president. (laughs) We might have to do an episode on that. Yeah, I I totally forgot about Billy Beer. Yeah, we'll have to do an episode on that. Um, But I don't know if Crystal Pepsi was ever on The Simpsons, but it definitely wasn't the focus of an episode. The creator of Crystal Pepsi also created the formula for Doritos. 
oh, I want that to be true. It yes, is. awesome. Surinder Kumar also created the flavor for nacho cheese Doritos. So are you like a chemical engineer to do that? Like what type of background are you creating foods like this? Like, because I feel like it's more <laughs> than just being a chef. You're a food scientist. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, in books, I've seen them, because re- now I've read several books about food development. Um, so I've seen it referred to as a food scientist. I've also seen it just referred to as being a chemist. Okay. That, that sounds about yeah. right. Uh, Crystal Pepsi has a secret ingredient. Is that true or false? Uh, false. It's true. Oh. Crystal Pepsi contains a substitute for the classic cola's brown color and flavor. But even to this day, Kumar is not able to tell us what that ingredient is. That is an ironclad it's people. NDA. <laughs> that is a solid NDA. Shout out to those lawyers that drew that up. Pepsi didn't stop trying for a clear cola. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they kept at it. That is true. In 1995, Pepsi introduced 7-Up Ice Cola, which was also unsuccessful. That's a shame, because I like 7-Up. Seven, seven you know, it's weird. Oh, never mind. It just clicked in my mind. I was going to say it's weird because 7-Up's already kind of clear. Um, so why are they... But they're trying to make it a cola. If 7-Up yeah. tasted like a cola, I get it. Julia Roberts was spokesperson for Crystal Pepsi, and it appeared as a product placement in her 1993 movie, The Pelican Brief. Uh, I want to say yes. That is false. I did a lot of research about (laughs) what was coming out in 1993 to make that sound really authentic. I I don't. Now that I think about it, The Pelican Brief was probably too serious of a movie (laughs) for for such a weird. If you had named like a goofy comedy or something, that that probably more likely. A lawyer leans back in his chair, cracks open a big (laughs) crystal Pepsi. (laughs) Monopoly briefly released Pepsiopoly, where Crystal Pepsi served as one of the railroads. Oh yes, that is false. Oh. Such a product does exist, but it was released in 2011, and it does not include Crystal Pepsi. Cowards, they should mention it. I know. They're just pretending like it never existed. During the 2016 limited re-release of Crystal Pepsi, Pepsi put out The Crystal Pepsi Trail, a parody of the Oregon Trail computer game. Uh, yes. Yes. Awesome. We need to play this. I wish I'd gotten that. Somehow I missed that in 2016. Uh, yeah, me too. I don't remember. I was probably caught up in the insanity of that year, but... Uh, e- Pokemon Go, of course. Oh, yes. That must be what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Pepsi wasn't the first clear cola. Uh, true. True. Hold on to your seat for this one. Okay. In 1946, Coca-Cola sent 50 crates of a clear version of Coke called White Coke, which seriously, you can come up with a better name than White Coke, Um, but they sent 50 crates of it to Russian General Georgi Zhukov, who had developed a love of Coca-Cola during World War II after being introduced to it by Dwight Eisenhower. Since Coke was connected with capitalism and generally frowned upon, Zhukov wanted a clear version that he could pass off as vodka. Like, I'm not drinking Coca-Cola. This is vodka. Yeah, okay. That's a cool story. Yeah. But White Coke. White Coke is a terrible name, though. It's a terrible name. Because of its discontinuation, Crystal Pepsi pulled out as one of the sponsors for the 1994 Olympic Winter Games in Lillehammer. Uh, Sure. 
Yes. That is false. Oh. Sodas weren't the only market hyping the words pure and clear in the early 90s. True. True. It was a widespread fad for some reason, and this led to a variety of products, including Amico Oil's Crystal Clear Amico Ultimate. This product would later get Amico in trouble when the Federal Trade Commission charged it with misleading consumers by marketing Clear Amico as being superior to other brands. Who cares if your car oil is clear? Uh, I guess, though, if, like, if you give them that, then they'll just push the needle farther. So you gotta, like, you, you can't let a company or business get away with misleading the public in any way. So oh, no. I care enough. Oh, why, I, I why care that the, the FTC, like, didn't let them lie. That's the fine. Why even, like, come up with But clear? why does the product exist? Who wants clear car oil? You know, more people will buy. We need to get in on this ground floor. More people will buy oil if we make it clear. That's what they yeah. want. But apparently at that time, the words clear and pure were used in a lot of different marketing campaigns for a variety of different products. And Crystal Pepsi just sort of rode the wave. I like to imagine, I can't remember the guy's name that came up with Crystal Pepsi. You've said his name so much, but I've forgotten it somehow. Uh, Novak. Novak. I like to imagine Novak somehow met up with the guy that was in charge of clear oil and they're just commiserating on like the challenges. (laughs) Like, can you believe we had to do this? Actually, you know what? Maybe the Crystal Gravy was uh, the Amico (laughs) oil. (laughs) We were trying to figure out what it's made of (laughs) okay i have one last true or false statement for you van halen was not happy with their song being used in the super bowl commercial for crystal pepsi i i'm wanting to say false because i feel like by that time they had to have had control over their publishing and music better uh it's actually true they weren't happy about it eddie van halen said The only reason we gave Pepsi the music was because they were going to use the song anyway. This refers to the fact that Pepsi made it clear they were determined to mimic Right Now's music video for their commercial, regardless of whether they could use the song. So Van Halen explained, I'm not going to say, no, go ahead, rip us off and keep the money. Yeah, it's true. So they begrudgingly gave the rights because either way it was like, Obviously going to be a nod to Van Halen. So they might as well get paid. Uh, Of the death of Crystal Pepsi, Novak laments, it could have been more than just a novelty. It was probably the best idea I've ever had and the most poorly executed. (laughs) Looking back, Novak reflects that I let my passion for the product override real issues. I still have a bottle of Crystal Pepsi in my office to remind me to take risks, be creative, and listen to people. This is going to be his Citizen Kane (laughs) moment. Crystal. Crystal. (laughs) Who's Crystal? Except everyone's going to know. Yeah, that's true. There won't be any mystery about that. Um, Food scientist or chemist or whatever you want to call him, Kumar, uh, Surrender Kumar, says, surprisingly, because he was pretty critical of it, um, but surprisingly, looking back, he says, it's good to shoot for the moon, and that's what we did. So I, I feel like that's an interesting reversal because the guy who really pushed for it now looks back and realizes his mistakes, but the person who tried to caution everybody and who saw what was going to happen looks back and says, well, you know what? At least we tried. You take risks. You don't you know, try. You don't get anything. It's, so, 
it's very possible that had they not rushed production, yeah, they could have taken care of like the taste and the aftertaste and and had a better quality product that might have done. I mean, I don't, I don't, I think in the end it would still end up the same. Yeah, <laughs> but it's possible it would have done a little better mm-hmm. than what it did if they had just not been in such a hurry. That's my biggest lesson, I think, from the story. I agree. And Slow get rid down. of the clear bottles. Yeah. That's have... the other one. Yeah. Uh, Crystal Pepsi has never really gone away, though. It continues to pop up every now and again. Um, and I believe it's because it just carries this nostalgic cachet. So it just keeps it from disappearing completely. Crystal Pepsi has been re-released three times so far. In 2013, professional eater Kevin Strahl, known as LA Beast, started a hashtag bring back Crystal Pepsi campaign following the popularity of a video where he chugged a 20-year-old <laughs> bottle oh. of Crystal Pepsi. Okay, I know how I can solve this problem. They need to they need to team up with the McRib. Oh. And every time the <laughs> McRib comes back, they also Crystal Pepsi and the McRib hey, together. you know, the Simpsons lampooned the McRib. They did. As <laughs> well. <laughs> Simpsons has their hands in everything. They even predict the future. I just don't know how they do it. Yeah. Um, his Bring Back Crystal Pepsi campaign eventually included a change.org petition with over 38,000 signatures. I'm surprised it wasn't more. Yeah. Um, which led to a 2015 fan giveaway. Following this, the drink was widely released in 2016 as a limited run. And in 2022, to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Crystal Pepsi's original launch, the company held a hashtag show us your 90s contest where people could post pictures of themselves from the 90s to be entered in a drawing where 300 people received a six pack of Crystal Pepsi. I think it needs to be released again because so far they've done two very small fan releases and then one limited release. Um, and obviously, I mean, I don't want to say obviously, but it seems like they didn't market it very well because just like the first time, because you and I kind of uh, keep up with stuff and neither of us remembers no. it being re-released. They and also, I would like uh, to try it. I, they're gonna re- I'm sure they're going to release it again because why not? But, like, I don't know, work on the formula a little bit during your downtime. Like, you can't sacrifice a couple guys to whip that up. <laughs> I don't want them to work on the formula. Oh, I want to taste it authentic. I want, I want authentic. <laughs> I want to taste the 90s. <laughs> oh, I like to imagine there was some family that, like, the parents were just anti-soda. Uh-huh. And somehow they get in their heads like, well, this is a clear soda, so maybe it's a little healthier. And, I think that's and, exactly it. And they give it to the kids, and like the whole family's like, oh, this is disgusting. And that just keeps them from ever trying soda again. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> that's true. It's such a bad experience. <laughs> but I think that a lot, I don't think that a Crystal Pepsi uh, probably was a kid's one and only soda experience. But I do think that... There were families uh, and individuals who drank it because it was like, oh, this is better because it's not dark. Um, Who was it that called themselves the Uncola? Do you remember that? Oh, uh, shoot. Was that 7-Up? Was that 7-Up? That sounds sounds right. Maybe. Um, But there was a another clear soft drink that called itself the Uncola. So for whatever reason, just because it had a color, 
people thought that meant it was less healthy, which I mean, soda is not healthy, but it doesn't really matter if you drink a Pepsi or a seven up, they're both just sugary, yeah, lovely sugary drinks <laughs> with corn syrup, I corn guess. Syrup. Um, so I don't know why people got that into their head, but all of it's unhealthy, but you know what? It's all still I'm really guessing good. They didn't make diet crystal Pepsi. Yep. They probably didn't have time for that. No, I think that if it had been popular, maybe they would have made Diet Crystal Pepsi. That, that would have been the next evolution. Yeah, because there's diet everything else. But alas. That's all for us today. Thank you for listening. Please help us grow by giving us a five-star rating on your listening platform and follow us on Instagram by searching for hypnotic.history or by clicking the link in the episode description. Until next time, listeners, peace and love.